The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Practical Spirituality Positive Messages This is Unity Online Radio The Voice of an Awakening World Discover hope and healing from the other side Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman to uh, be with all of you. I'm actually settled in my campsite, been here for a couple days in Sedona, Arizona. So unusual to not have just flown in here two minutes before the radio show starts, so I had time to get my act together. So we had a little bit of a change in schedule. Last week, uh, I had to do a rerun because I thought I was going to be off backpacking in the wilderness, and then it poured down rain and I couldn't go. But then my guest for this week couldn't show up, so we decided to just swap things out. And today I'm going to do my Ask Suzanne and Sanaya show that I normally do the first Thursday of the month. So doing questions and answers today from anybody who wants to call in. I have a couple callers who must have seen that change on the Facebook page, so wonderful. I'll get to you right away. Anybody else who has a question that pertains to everybody uh, would can just call 816-251-3555. And as always, when I do these Q&A shows, whoever I talk to, I'll put your name on a little slip of paper and do a drawing at the end of the show. And one of you who calls in will get your pick of one of my online courses, if I draw your name. So Sedona, Arizona, I'm here because I'm doing my personal mediumship plus class at the end of next weekend and Ty and I just love it here it's about our sixth time here and if you haven't been to Sedona put it on your bucket list absolutely phenomenal scenery unlike anywhere we've ever been I know we've been to just about every major national park in the United States and this entire area should be a national park it's that stunning so let me see there was something I wanted to share with you. Well, I know what I'll do. I'll take a couple calls, and then while we're waiting for other people to call in, I have plenty to share with you. So I do see that Julie has been waiting on the line, and I hate to keep people waiting. So, Julie, welcome to the show. You're on the air. Hi, Suzanne. I'm really glad I got in. It's very strange. <laughs> How are you? No, it's meant to be. There's a reason for everything. I'm doing great. Yes, How about well, you? Yeah, I'm. I'm doing fine. It's just strange because I didn't see any changes or anything. I just uh, 
um, thought that I should call in because I was thinking that you were doing like because um, I wanted to contact my parents and because um, I had a feeling like they were I thought I thought I felt them but uh, then I heard that there were changes on the show and I didn't even know if you were alive or anything I just called and, and I came uh, first so I am <laughs> live but I generally do not do readings on the air because I'm not in the state of mind for that. I know there are mediums that do that, Julie, but I'm in this up human beta brainwave state mode for doing the show and not the quiet alpha mode that I'm in when I do my one-on-one -on -one readings. So that's the reason. I heard one medium call them drive-by readings when you do these really quick connections and it just does not resonate with me. So if do you have a question about the spirit world well, or the afterlife? Yeah, I do have a question actually. But, um, I don't know if it, if um, if you can answer, but I'll fire ahead anyway. Is it something that's been um, kind of preoccupying me? I mean, it might sound really strange, but often I'm <clears throat> I'm afraid, like in my next life. I mean, like when when we pass, right? Um, mm -hmm. Are we kind kind of cho choosing the next? life to improve i mean i've heard that and i was wondering um because i'm kind of scared to go into my next life and so i start thinking about you know i get fearful about it because my it's I a, think I'm pretty, it's pretty a great point that you raise there and it's uh, when i don't know an answer i just ask my team and so any answer that comes through is going to be a a joint answer with my guides, Sanaya and me. But let me tune into them because I was about to rattle off my own answer. <laughs> the most important thing to keep in mind for all of us is that all of our suffering, and in your case, fear is suffering, comes from our thoughts. In fact, today's message from my guides in at thedailyway.org, that's just dailyway.org, was all about the polarities that we get involved in here and how remaining in the middle with the soul's point of view, neutral point of view is where we find peace. So what happens is you slip out of soul's point of view and you go into the human mode, which slides you way to that side of fear. So right away when you recognize fear, just remind yourself, there is another choice. I can choose peace. And that requires remaining aware of our thoughts. Do you know that the future is nothing but a thought? right now it's not a thing it's your thoughts and they can go in any direction so if you're becoming fearful just say i can't control the future right now there are just too many variables but what i can control is what thoughts i give attention to what thoughts i focus on and then i would recommend speaking to your guides and angels getting quiet taking a nice deep breath and saying Help me understand that I'm part of something so much greater. Help me to understand that I'm asking my guides here mm -hmm. that there is no death ultimately for the soul and that the soul always chooses experiences that are in our best interest. So if you fall into fear, you're totally in human focus. There are so many tools 
that are all over my website. Start with the gifts page, SuzanneGiesman.com slash gifts. There are some meditations there will, that will truly help you come to understand all of us, our souls right here, right now, and to learn to feel the difference between our focus on our true nature, which is peace and connectedness to all that is, versus the human nature, which always feels we're, we're separate from others and become fearful. So this may not happen overnight for you, but if you start working mm -hmm. with your guides, asking for guidance and becoming aware of your thoughts, your fear will definitely lessen. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. All righty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. I'll take a look at the page. Okay. I hope you will. And I thank you for calling in. Okay. Thank you so Alrighty. much. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Well, that was a good question. And again, I apologize to everybody for not doing readings. And my guides are saying, so explain how it is you can talk to your guides on the spot. Well, that's because I've just trained myself to be so aware of them at any time, no matter what we're doing. And they're just instantly here. And all of us can do that as well. All righty. How about Sean? Sean, welcome to the show. Hi, Suzanne. Can you hear me? I sure can. Hello? You're on the okay. air. Great. Thank you so much for taking my call. Um, I'm actually going to be attending your Sedona event next week where my husband and I are really looking forward to it. I wondered um, if it was you because the yeah, way your name is spelled yeah. on my screen here, and I know that um, you and your husband, Mike, are coming. So awesome. Yes, yes. And I'm really excited that he's embracing this as well. <laughs> it's a little nervous about it, but I, you know, he, he's going to be very open-minded, and I'm so glad for this. I'm so grateful that he's yeah. He's embracing this, this side of his spirituality. But I do have a quick question, um, and it's been on my mind, and I've, I do your meditations, and I do your, uh, I love the making the connection uh, meditation and where I ask a question of my, to my guides, and I do believe the answers come to me, sometimes immediately, and sometimes it takes a while. Um, yep. one, of, one of my questions right now is uh, a timing, the timing of this sort of spiritual awakening that I, I, I want to ask, do we as souls plan whatever is happening to us, those of us who are sort of listening to people like you and meditating and embracing a different side of spirituality, do we plan this from the other side before we come, and do we plan the timing of it, or is this just a mass global thing happening right now? Wow, wow, wow. Okay, the guides are right now showing me an exponential curve that's going up that we are definitely having a mass awakening, but that it's part of the collective consciousness and the fact that the veil is becoming thinner. I'm tuning in to try to hear this correctly, that mm -hmm. more and more of us are becoming aware of our dual nature. What happens is so many people get so focused on their conditioned thinking, the, the same thing thoughts all the time, focusing outward instead of listening inward, that we miss what's going on around us. So the the plan, the, the guides say, is that you'll come here knowing that you could get easily caught up in the condition thinking and forget your true nature. Mm -hmm. It's not that there's an exact moment when you're programmed to awaken, but there are certain events mm -hmm. that happen that make it easier to become aware, such as the loss of a child, a death of a loved one, that suddenly you need answers and it takes you out of that conditioned behavior. So 
So I know you'd understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is, I wondered if there were triggering events that did uh, lead to a, sort of a couple things, a, a death of an ego, you know, you're sort of that death of an ego that's happening to some people where you're really starting to look inward and shedding what who you think you are. But yes, um, so it isn't, it is something that maybe the conditions are ripe and it's happening maybe to a lot of people. Um, oh, yeah. I hope. Yeah. I hope. <laughs> that's that's what I prayed one day to my guides. I said, does somebody have to die for us to remember who we are and start really mm-hmm. looking inward and aligning with our true mm-hmm. nature? And in, in the case of my family, yeah, my, I was just stumbling along in total mm-hmm. human focus until my stepdaughter yeah. passed. And then, wow, complete turnaround in the path. And And so I see it as part of one big tapestry that then you can see the connections now because of Susan's passing now thousands and thousands of others are at least turning to my meditations Mm -hmm. could have been somebody else I won't know the absolute answer till I get to the other side but all I know is we're all interconnected and that the evolution is towards all of us becoming more aware of our true nature Great. Okay. Yay. Okay, that's wonderful. We're going to talk Great. about Thank a lot so of that much. next weekend, yeah. so I'm glad you'll be there. Yeah, yeah I'm looking All right. forward to it. Well, thanks, thanks again for taking my call. Oh, that was really you're helpful. You're welcome. See you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Yeah, if you're interested in my personal mediumship plus class, the next one's going to be in Savannah, Georgia at the end of October. Uh, we have one in November that's full, but I'll line up another one if there's enough interest, because that's how to connect with your own loved ones, your guides, and understand more about this true nature that I'm talking about. So let's see. We have Deborah. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Yes. Um, I have a question about women. Um there seems to be an inordinate amount or number of women of of an older age <laughs> living alone. And, I mean, it just seems that every person I meet is a single woman living alone. And I wondered if that's like a global, uh, if there's a okay. reason, a huge reason, a big reason, a big picture reason. I am right now look, tuning in, and the imagery that my guides are showing me is holding the hands out at the eyes like tunnel vision and showing me that that's your focus, that's what you're being drawn to because that's your circle right now, that that's, that's where you will okay. find your group, your kindred spirits, and yet others won't. And it's really interesting. They're showing me now a magnet. You, you know, Like attracts like, and what you need, you're attracted to. And so... I would feel that feels pretty good to me because I'm not finding any more so than that than I've ever seen. But because you are, okay. that's a sign for you that you're right with the group you're supposed to be with. Okay. Thank you. Okay. You're good welcome. You. Thank you yeah. for calling in. All righty. We have a whole group of people calling in now. So I love that you all jumped on that phone. And Cynthia, welcome. You're on the air. Thank you. I'm a little nervous, but I'm happy to have this call. I I was actually at your um, course in Park City recently, which was wonderful. Um, and so when I got back, I, you know, serendipitously reconnected with somebody I hadn't seen in 23 years, literally like ran into her. Um, we went out for dinner and I told her where I had been at your mediumship course. 
Mm-hmm. And she was so excited because she confessed that she'd been seeing spirits since her father died when she was four and oh. had nobody to talk to this about. But then she told me her son, the way I knew her, her son and my daughter, who are now both 31 kindergarten one year together, and her son about five years ago had a very profound near-death experience, was in mm. a coma for many days. And um, during the wow. time, he had very, there was evidence of very profound visitations from dead relatives he had never met that he didn't even know about that were helping him decide whether or not to come back or move on. And this was all great, but then she said when he came back and these same um, loved ones from the other side were helping him heal, at the same time, he started getting visitations from vampires. I don't personally have a lot of fear about disembodied uh, beings, but I found myself... Um, cause that's a connection to my own guidance and usually don't get stumped. And I found myself, then he kind of shut it down and I didn't. And she's like, what do you think that means that he saw vampires? Cause we're both really now afraid of spirits. And I didn't really know what to say. So I'm glad I got, and I looked on your FAQs to see if there was something to give her, but I, I couldn't find anything about this. So I wanted well, to comment. That's such an interesting question. And I have absolutely zero experience with vampires so i must not have needed that lesson in my life and the reason i say it that way is because the guides have made it so clear that we attract to us what we need to face so if he or anybody who's faced with any entities that are frightening can step into his awareness that he is a soul and a human playing a role and step into that benevolent light of the soul that is its own innate protection and can just ask the question why in my role have i attracted this thought form to myself and that's what vampires are thought form and what do they have to teach me he can actually face them from the soul's perspective Mm -hmm. knowing that he's protected and look at something in him that most likely still needs healing if, in fact, he's finding the vampire scary. Because there are some people that wouldn't even find that scary, and therefore it's not a lesson for them. So well, right. from the I soul's perspective, you can call ha- in angels to help, and you can say, let's mm-hmm. face this head on. What do I need to heal here? They must go away. You see how powerful that is? Right. I did ask her that. I said, is he afraid of vampires? And she said, yes. And I, I think I did have enough... Um, awareness to tell her that you know our love is always stronger you know than anything that mm-hmm. yeah but um but yeah so you would so um right so it's something it's a thought form to face so it's not something to to run away from but yeah it was just oh I felt run away from running away from anything is giving power to the role we're playing as humans and totally mm-hmm. dismissing our innate courage and strength that are the soul's natural qualities is huge to see the difference in the two yeah okay that's that's very helpful thank you very much i'm glad you're welcome thank you for calling yeah it's nice to hear your voice uh-huh. bye-bye <laughs> same here bye-bye all right well i love that we have all of you calling in here got a whole list of people now let me see how much time we have lots of time before the break so Ah, let's see. Oscar, I believe it's your name. Oscar, you're on the line. 
Hi, Suzanne. Can you hear me? Well, maybe not. Yes. I don't think oh. you sound like an Oscar, though. <laughs> no, no, no. Hi. Julia from Northern Virginia. So I just wanted to touch on what you said earlier. You mentioned, um, and I've been feeling this too, a, a major shift in energy and the awakening as well. And I guess what I'm curious about is will the shift bring about more inclusivity and more social connection and more um, awareness of others? I, I'm really big on connection, and I think it's good for your health. And I really – and kind of gearing everything I'm doing in that arena. And I'm just wondering if there's going to be more of a shift with embracing oh, without people. A doubt. Without a doubt. Okay. But any shifts are always going to require people adjusting to changes. But this is – my guides right now are putting in my mind's eye that wonderful imagery they've given us before. If you've seen maps of the earth at night – where there are areas of population, you see all these lights. And they say that that's how they see us, that those who have awakened to the fact that we are souls here to remember our interconnection with each other, we shine brighter, and that turns up the whole light around the earth. So they say that little by little, as each one of us turns up our light, as a whole of humanity, it's getting brighter. So that shift in consciousness can't help but turn up brighter. And we help those around us by shining as well. It's a slow process. It's not going to happen overnight, but that's just part of the experience of being human. So they are always reminding us not to become discouraged. Okay, that's wonderful. And I just want to thank you for all you're doing. I love Tuesday's um, mentoring class. and. Oh, yeah. Look forward to one day attending in person sometime um, one of the classes that you're doing. But thank you for all you're doing. And you said so many things on Tuesday that I resonated with. And so I just wanted to let you know that I'm appreciative. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. So if anybody's okay. wondering what Julie's talking about, I, every usually the first Tuesday of the month, I do an online monthly mentoring session. It's two hours of whatever the guides have taught me in the last month and the latest and greatest evidence from across the veil that helps us understand our interconnection and that the greater reality and the spirit world is real. And Bev just posted that video. It's now in the archives on monthly mentoring. If you didn't get to attend and you'd like to, you can go to... SuzanneGiesman.com slash mentor, and then click on the button for archives. But gosh, we covered a lot of material. And let's see, how much time do I have? I have just enough time. I do want to share a story. I'll take more callers after the break. That again, the reason I didn't do the show last week was because I was going into the wilderness to do an overnight backpacking trip. Ty does these quite frequently. And the first time he did it, I said, honey, don't you get bored out there? And he looked at me and he said, Suzanne, I could spend 10 minutes watching a caterpillar walk across a leaf. I'll never forget that phrase because it hit me like a physical force that, wow, I never slowed down enough to notice things like that. And yet our guides are always talking to us about the importance of being present 
So a few years ago, I did an overnighter. And this, this trip out, I said, Ty, I want to do it again. So I headed out. Actually, didn't get to go till Saturday. But uh, man, that backpack was heavy, stunningly heavy. And Ty went with me the first hour just to accompany me for fun for his hike for the day. And on the way, we got to talking about bears. And he said... Suzanne, you don't have to worry about bears. They're going to be at much, you know, they're going to be at elevation this time of year. And I looked at him and I looked around and I said, Ty, we're at 9,000 feet elevation. We are at elevation right now. (laughs) Well, don't you know that just at sunset, a bear wandered 70 yards from my tent and wandered off into the woods. And my friends, let me tell you, This was the greatest evidence to me of how far my spiritual path has come, how far I've come in disidentifying with the human role and knowing with absolute certainty that we are souls because I never felt an instant of fear. I had bear repellent spray with me. I knew it would help protect me. But I also knew that a bear could just reach inside the tent in the middle of the night and get me. But, you know, my mind went there. But it was just this knowing, this total trust that all is well and not to be afraid. And so the sun set. It was pitch dark. And there was zero fear all night long. In fact, I slept really great the first five hours. I did make the mistake of texting Ty. I had a little bit of a signal. And I just joked with him. And I said, well, guess what? There's a bear up here. Then the poor guy worried and worried but our little dog rudy across the veil made sure that ty knew all was well because ty was sitting on the couch worrying about me he had both of our little dachshunds rusty and nelly by his side they were dozing and suddenly ty heard an ear shake just like rudy used to do clear as day was absolutely not outside because the windows in our RV were shut. And in fact, our little Rusty popped his head up as if to say, who was that? What dog is here shaking his ears? It was this magical sign from our Rudy across the veil right when Ty needed it. And so I just thought that was the most beautiful thing. And the greatest benefit for me, I thought I might have some awesome experience with my spirit guides during that 24 hours in the wilderness. And I didn't. But what I experienced after getting away from email and conversations was total quiet in my mind. I was able to shut off the chatter, and it only took one day. So what a blessing that was. So that's my story of going out in the wilderness. Looking forward to doing it again. We're going to take a break now, and I see a bunch of callers lined up. I look forward to answering more questions when we come back. Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. 
ignite your radical imagination, and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back. You're listening to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Hey, everybody. So we're a little bit of change of schedule today doing Ask Suzanne and Sanaya questions and call-ins. I want to address a question that somebody just emailed me. She was attending my Tuesday night monthly mentoring that I mentioned previously. And I shared in that another story with Archangel Michael. My latest video on YouTube about Archangel Michael is just really doing well over 52,000 views in two weeks because people love angels and I told the story of a gentleman I know who was visited by Archangel Michael when he was about to fall asleep at the wheel of his car and this gentleman showed up in his alongside the road he picked him up and the conversation kept him from running off the road lots of evidence of that that I shared in that Tuesday mentoring uh, session And the woman wrote and said, well, what about the people who do run off the road? Why didn't the angels visit them? Was it just their time? And the answer is most likely yes. And the point that is so important to make here is that death is not a punishment and that we don't always have the bigger picture from our human perspective here. That gentleman who had the visitor went on to found an organization that deals with the afterlife that helped, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of people. So the spirit world must have seen that by him staying here, he could affect more people. But understand that sometimes when people pass young, they as souls can affect more people from across the veil. I see right now in the case of my Susan who passed. So why was she struck by lightning and other people aren't? So these are questions that when we can step outside of our human roles and see the bigger picture and understand it's not a punishment to die, it helps us understand why some people get visits like that from angels and others might not at that time. We just need to trust the whole web of consciousness. I hope that's helpful. So on with you all, the callers, and remember I'm doing a drawing, so I'm putting everybody's name calls in on a little piece of paper here. And Priscilla, you're on the air. Hi, Suzanne. Hi. Can you hear me? I can. How may we help you? Hi. I just have a question. Um, I... My daughter transitioned 17 months ago, and um, um, I've had, like, um, a few, like, dream visits with her, but just recently, last week, um, I woke up, and I had this overwhelming feeling that I spent time with her, but I just can't remember the dream. Ah. So I guess my question is, is is there um, any meaning to it? That awareness that you spent time with her is most likely the lingering energy from a nice dream visit. And don't spend any time 
feeling upset or sad that you don't remember it, just ask her to please come again. Let's do it again. Acknowledge her efforts to visit you in that dream and then simply continue remaining open to whatever happens. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. And just to reiterate for those of you who haven't heard this before, the dream visits are very solid you you remember them after they're over they don't disappear like most wispy dreams there's just a knowing that was really them and so it's a beautiful thing you might want to start sleeping with paper and pen by your bed and set the intention if you have a visit let me wake up right away so i can write it down this time try that okay 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 all right all right thanks for calling all right bye-bye Let's see. Frank, you've been waiting a little while. Thank you for calling in. Hi, Suzanne. Hi, how are you? This is my first time. I am great. I'm really uh, delighted that I got got hold of you. I have a a question. Uh, I'm not sure if it's inappropriate. Please just say so. It has to do with COVID and and DNA and the... the, uh, the shots that they're making using DNA and nanites. Are these compatible to our makeup? Uh, Is this going to prevent something from us? Okay. And I can just tell you that at my human level, I don't know. And that kind of question with such a large responsibility, I would normally answer when I was totally in a deeper state of awareness connected to my guides, and they're giving me a wave off right now. (laughs) Do you know that Navy term? Wave off, meaning don't go there. (laughs) There's, uh, I don't have the expertise, and I will absolutely block my own ability to get an answer when it's something like that. Okay? Okay. Good enough. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I prefaced my question like that. Okay. okay. Well, Thank I appreciate you, you calling in, but fine. I'm not going there. No, no problem. All right. Okay. Thank you. And that's my human side, Thank guys, you. getting in there. And I just, I know my capabilities. And I also know that our brains are filters of consciousness. And I'm just filtering it myself. Hmm. Okay, and the guides say it's okay. Let's go to Laura. You're on the air. Hi. I wanted to start off by saying thank you for all of the free material that you make available to us. It is so awesome. You gift us with videos and meditations and all kinds of material. Thank you so much for that. You're welcome. We try to get a really nice balance going there, so I appreciate that. You do that. In regards to your call on Tuesday night, you had talked about a situation where you weren't happy with your own personal reaction and about going into meditation and kind of rewriting how you could have done it differently. Yes, yes. It reminded me of a concept that I've heard that, you know, we might create alternate realities with every point of choice in time. Yes. And I wondered if, Maybe this was a tool like that where we could step onto an alternate reality. Is that an actual thing that happens, that there are multiple realities being created? My guys are showing me right now like tracks on a CD that that really does happen, but that you can only focus on one at a time. But in meditation, you could 
actually experience other realities. But they're showing me that we have, let me see if I can tune in correctly. <sighs> that if a certain reality is meant to continue intersecting with other souls' realities, you'll just continue on this same track. And so that method, does that make sense to you? Yes, it does. Okay. So I, I'd love to expand just a little bit more for a minute for those who weren't attending Tuesday's mentoring session. But again, you can find it in the archives. That was September 7th, I believe, the session. Uh, if you reacted to someone in a way that you know wasn't aligned with your true soul, or you reacted frightened or angry, and you're still rehashing that in your mind, you can go back to that scenario, relive it in awareness, feel all the emotions, and then change your reaction. You can't change how other people reacted, but by now living it again, but with a reaction that comes from a place of love, from a place aligned with the soul, your true nature, it changes your reality now. And I actually did this, and it's phenomenal. I led everybody through it through the process in the mentoring session and a scenario that had been going round and round in my mind suddenly was no longer there because we changed it at that point in time. Beautiful. I'm glad you gave me a chance to share that with everybody, Laura. So thank you. Yes. I really appreciated that repattering human repatterning human response technique. Yeah. That was really great. Excellent. Thanks so much. All right. You're welcome. Thanks for calling in. All righty. Let's see. Now, there's another. Those are people that already called in. We have two more people waiting, and I do have a little bit of time. So if anybody wants to call in with a question, the number is 816-251-3555. In the meantime, it's a pleasure to bring Rosa on the line. Welcome. Thank you so much, Suzanne. What a joy to speak with you directly. I would first like to thank you from the bottom of my heart for all the very meaningful, loving, and authentic work that you're doing in this lifetime. God bless you. Well, thank you. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's an honor, but sometimes you know when you catch yourself being very human, it's like wow. We humans took on difficult roles because it's challenging to always come from that place of love. And sometimes we we miss the mark. But once you feel that joy and that bliss that comes from taking the soul's perspective, you don't want to live any other way. So I appreciate that acknowledgement. And I'm, it's my greatest hope that everybody can find the kind of joy that is possible for all of us. So Thank how can so I help much. you? And I and I pray that one day I'll be able to have an in-person session with you. <laughs> but, uh, well, let's hope you manifest calling... that. <laughs> okay, Suzanne, thank you so much. I'm calling this time because the question is, though I have been doing more meditation and I have been doing my yoga more consistently and spending more time alone, for some reason I'm noticing that I'm being perhaps too sensitive to the external energies when dealing with others. And I feel drained uh, very easily. Um, I find that I have to try to be mindful of breathing deeply. Uh, my heart begins to pound faster, and I can sense that my energy is much 
slower than the external energy. And so I, I am wondering why uh, the contradiction. I would imagine that doing more meditation and yoga and having this time for myself would make me that much stronger to dealing with the external fast-paced energies, etc. Okay, this is such a great point. And my guides are showing me one hand going up, the other going down, and then vice versa, like back and forth. Like it's a balancing of energies because what is going on as you do the yoga and meditation is you are opening your energy flow to a much greater flow of all energies, consciousness. So they're sharing the word porous, P-O-R-O-U-S, like a sponge that allows even more to go through it. You're soaking up all these energies that you weren't used to before. And that's why feeling drained. So it's lovely that we're open to higher energies that comes in when we do yoga and meditation, but now you're open to the full spectrum of energies. So ah. there are various techniques that you can use to make sure that you maintain balance and only the energies that are beneficial to your field go through. One that I'm being shown is to imagine at the outer edges of your aura, a ring of fire but fire in a good way that it's, this is going to sound so silly, but I love analogies and kind of like a bug zapper. Do you know what a bug zapper is? I understand. Yeah. So this fire is just going to zap any lower energies that are not allowed into your energy field. And yet the higher energies can just come and flow right through you. Another analogy that you use, you can use is that the edge of your aura is covered with a mirror that only shines outward. And so people that send lower vibrations to you, that gets mirrored back to them. But you set the intention that only higher vibration loving energy come through you and that that energy refreshes and energizes you. All of these techniques are exactly that. They're concepts, but they work because it's the intention beneath them that works. The intention is that only high energy that refreshes you is allowed in your field and that anything that's dissonant or unhealthy to you just doesn't get through. And it works. I've been working with this for a long time and personally can speak to how these techniques help. Thank you so very much. God bless you. God well, bless I, hope, you Suzanne. I, I look forward to you using it because I know you'll feel a difference. Okay. I will. I, I will do so. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome and appreciate it. Love talking with you. Alrighty. We have more colors. This looks just right. I love how everything just flows. Bernie, welcome to the show. Hi, Suzanne. Hey. I uh, just read a couple of your books, The uh, Living the Dream and The Priest and the Medium. Wow. So Living a Dream, I'm, has I'm, that was before I even knew I would be a medium. And The Priest and the Medium is about medium Ann Gaiman and her husband, which I wrote before I knew I would be a medium. And Bernie, do you know that now people hear about that book and they go up to Ty and they say, you were a priest? And we laugh and we say, no, uh, hardly. 
I got to tell you, it's been very serendipitous. I heard your first thing was a video about Wolf's message. And I'm from that area. I'm a spiritualist from uh, Onset, Massachusetts. My Reverend Kathleen Hoffman is part of that child bereavement group that Wolf's parents started. Wow, okay. I picked up a movie at the library, um, Wolves of Winter by Mikhail something or other. Before I ever watched your video that day, I have Wolf's. A wolf is my uh, profile picture right now, and I asked him to be one of my guides. And you can count on him coming through because I have to tell you, Bernie, I can't tell you how many people read that book and email me and say, I'm seeing wolves everywhere. I feel wolf's presence. I know he's guiding me. He's a very powerful soul, and he does that. In fact, yesterday was the anniversary of his passing. So, And he let me get through today. So I have these prophetic dreams. I'm a table tipper. I'm a friend of Maureen Hancock's. I brought through spirits. So anyway, I dream about, uh, I'm in my kitchen, and I see the silhouette of a whale, uh, a black whale is on the wall of my kitchen. And, you know, I've been trying to get through to you. And the other day, last night, or was it the, the, the uh, during the class, I had a couple of questions up about the number 14 and how do I get these spirits to talk to me? And is Sally now one of my spirit guides? Because I think she is. And I'm waiting, and I don't get in, but you take some question from a woman about whales. About whales. Guy, I know when you mentioned whale on, whale silhouette, I was like, wow, we just got a question about whales the other night. Yeah. So that I got to read. I get readings without actually being connected to the reading. <laughs> well, that's the way it works because we're we really are all interconnected. Yeah. Well, my sister's a retired lieutenant colonel, and I've just been doing. I get a lot of spirits come to me in dreams. I haven't been able to find anybody to take Sally, and I just had Sally came through. I asked for a name for you. I got Zeke, and. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've got a Zeke, but uh, I got a Tanya. I got I cable tip, and so I asked the table if they had a name for you, and they well, gave I me laughed, Tanya. I laughed when you said Zeke because uh, I the only connection I had with Zeke was several years ago when when the guides showed me that our the little things inside us that we need to heal, we can just give them each a name. Like they they they're little worms inside us that just need to be cleared out and turned into glow worms and you can give them names and i actually have a slide and one of those worms was named zeke so whoever whatever thing in me needs to be healed that's identified with him will work on that how's that <laughs> i'll i'll take it so i god bless i'm so glad that i got my wife actually walked in and got to hear me get through because she's but she roots she's my um you know how that sometimes the spouses kind of channel while they were asleep and you can ask them questions and stuff? So she's my witness when I wake up and I say, now, listen, I told you this. <laughs> you know, I had some dream, you know, and she could be my witness. So you and That's Ty funny you mentioned a- that. It's funny you mentioned that, Bernie, because in the book, The Priest and the Medium, Anne Gaiman began channeling and she was first married to Wayne Knoll, the former Jesuit priest. And imagine his surprise when there's his wife speaking in some deep voice in their bed and he thinks, who's this? Yeah. Have you heard of Kim Russo? I know the name. Yep. 
she she does the uh, a haunting of. So I have a lot in common with these various mediums, and I ask God to help me help uh, the medium because I want to help heal the healers. And I got to tell you, you know, my ex is doing dialysis, and anyway, mm. Kim Russo, she her husband channels, and she she's got a guide. She talks to his guides while he's asleep. <laughs> That's um, a good trick. Anyway, I Ty doesn't start doing that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be interesting. But I gotta just tell you the the synchronicities. Like my ex is on dialysis, and my this, and she's up in New Hampshire. And my daughter had me all worried. She was gonna get involved with donating a kidney. And then you had a show about kidneys, and I realized yes, I, I don't even have to worry. There's no way my daughter's donating a kidney. Huh. You have they seem that they have to be super healthy and but I mean just by being in touch with you, it does I can't wait to get Wolf's message. So my question is, how do we get them to talk to us? A lot of times I see a spirit in dreams and they just look at me and I'm left to try to figure out what I'm supposed to understand from just looking at them and I've learned to get quite a bit, but they don't usually talk. And I don't know, am I stuck not asking them a question or how do you well, get I them going? Well, I hope you are asking them questions. Are you engaging them? Like mentally. I'm almost stunned. I'm kind of standing there looking at them too, I guess. And I'm mentally, yeah, I'm saying, is, what's the Yeah, this name? is the thing that we most people just don't realize. If they're there, engage them. Talk to them. Ask them questions. You, can, you don't have to speak aloud, but it's not just looking at them. Mentally greet them. Say hello. Why have you come? What message do you have for me? And if there's anything at all frightening, you just say, you must go away now. But really, well, I'm learning about the frightening. They want you to engage. And, and some dream people say, engage the enemy. And I'm in the opinion, um, <laughs> I did engage. There's you know, no uh, enemy in the spirit world. Yeah. These are, well, you yeah. know, there's a lower form and they try, they suck you in and you realize you can go up higher. You just go higher and towards the light and you go to a high, and then when you look back down on the situation you don't have any problem with it you're like they can take the car i'm up here you know i'm let them have fun with it <laughs> but you know but that same thing applies here in human form too when we go higher go to the soul's perspective that's come up several times today bernie i'm going to move on and take thank one you. more call really if you don't mind time. hopefully i'll see you one day thank you all right. Thank you. Be sure to check out the Heart Gifts video on my YouTube channel because that's Wolf's message in a presentation about what his message is all about. Everybody check that one out. So thank you. Thank you. All right. And I believe we have time for one more caller. Louise, you're on the air. Yes. Thank you. Can you hear me, Suzanne? I do. Welcome. Oh, thank you. I, I love your courses and your monthly mentoring. I have just to have a couple questions. Do you, um, my husband who passed, or this is just for anybody that passes, if they're not a believer, like he didn't think there was an afterlife or anything, does it take yeah. them longer to acclimate to the spirit world? In other words, would he have been surprised that he's still, his consciousness is still it, it there? It may take them, now be aware there's no time across the veil, but it may they right. may have more experiences that are cl more closely aligned to the the story, the role they played while here. And we, we continue to hold on to that story so that we interact with our loved ones back here in physical form, but we do it with the awareness that we're also souls. That's what becomes so 
evident once we cross the veil. Oh my gosh, I am the light of consciousness and I'm playing this role. And if it serves a greater good, of course we continue playing it. But I know that in my mother's case, she didn't believe in an afterlife. And I actually got to visit her across the veil. And she was kind of in still in a hospice environment across the veil, just slowly waking up. And she thought she was dreaming. So it's going to be different for each person. But those okay. like my friend Brenda, who were completely awakened before she passed, just was carrying on the minute she crossed the veil. Right. And he always has love and kindness in his heart. I'm sure he's doing beautiful things. My other quick question is, do uh, those in the spirit world have the same auras as they did while they were here in human form? Do they have auras or are they just... Oh, gosh. That one I'm just asking the team and the team says... You are your aura. That is your light body. Oh, oh interesting. Oh, thank you, Sanaya. Thank you, Suzanne. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, except yeah. that, of course, the physical body, if it has illnesses while here, would cause the aura to be perhaps gray or darker where certain blockages are. But they're showing me uh -huh. across the veil that it would be much brighter and lighter and more vibrant. Okay. Oh, thank, thank you so right. much. You are so welcome. Thanks for calling in. Yeah. All right. I don't know if you all could hear that alarm go off, but that was my phone. I set it so that I don't forget to do my drawing. <laughs> so I'm right now shuffling all my little little tickets here with names on it. My eyes are closed, and one just fell out. So let's see. The winner is ah, Louise, the last caller. So Louise, go uh, online to the contact page at the on. Um, on my website and email my assistant Bev and she will help you pick out a, one of my online courses as a gift for calling in. I want to thank everybody else for calling in. So we're going to wrap up another week and just want to remind you that the one point that came up over and over today was the fact that you are both a soul and a human we're all playing these roles in our human suit and we suffer when we get so caught up in the drama that we think we are only the role. Nothing could be farther from the truth. Does one actor get mad at another actor when they play their role too well? Only if they forget their acting. So I hope that just turns some light bulbs on over some heads. It's always a joy to share with all of you. I love you all and we will see you back here next week. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One, to get that information. I answer audience questions, and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively 
part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts.